0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcasting series, Care to Listen. In this, our fifth series, we will be exploring diversity, inclusion and identity. So let me just give you a little bit of background to these, our diversity role model podcasts. These podcasts are an opportunity to get younger people and older people together to talk about their experience of what it's like to belong to groups of people who share unique characteristics. Hi everybody, welcome back. Um, Today we are talking to Wayne. He is the manager from Safe Houses Fostering up in Oldham and Alia. Alia is uh, one of our daughters of a fostering family based in Sheffield. She's now at university and has done various participation projects with me over the last three or four years. Welcome guys, I'll just hand it over to you.
1: Hi, uh, yeah, cool. So, Alia, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. So uh, I'm assuming your parents foster then, is that right?
2: Yeah, that's correct.
1: Yes. Yeah, so how long have they been doing that? How have you found it yourself as somebody, you know, birth child of the family?
2: they have been fostering for the past five years i believe um it's been really good it's a really good experience at the beginning you have to learn to try and uh, adapt how you live what hmm. you do because it's quite it's quite a new experience uh, so you have to adapt to everything basically
1: like i said the reason that i actually you that is because my mum used to foster as well so i was also a uh, birth child of the house so to speak so yeah, it was a quite a, an interesting experience, as I say, as a family, we sort of had to uh, uh, adapt the way in which we sort of approached our family life. I found it quite rewarding, and actually, I became a foster carer myself, um, in my own right, after that as well. So yeah, it didn't put me off, if, that, if that's a you know a way of looking at it, really. All right. So in terms of identity, then, tell, tell us a little bit about your identity, then, um, Alia, and how how do you identify yourself?
2: uh i identify myself as a british pakistani um
1: and, and how do you sort of feel about your identity is it important to you or is it something that you, you don't really think about so much um,
2: i guess as life goes on identity does become quite a big part of you i guess when you're younger it doesn't really play a big role in you you know like when you're in primary school secondary school as life goes on you kind of learn about your identity, you kind of, um, you, you see with the people embracing their identity and it kind of motivates you and stuff. Um, and I guess that's how identity became quite a big part of me. You know, like celebrating special occasions, like Eid, Ramadan, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I can see how that's. I mean, that's interesting because it's quite the opposite for me um, in terms of identity was actually a big thing for me growing up. Um, possibly because of the way so I, I was treated at school by certain people. It was made very clear to me from early on that I was different. Um, so it was about sort of my identity being promoted to me by my parents to give me kind of a positive sense of self and understand who I was and where I was coming from sort of culturally. So I'm mixed. So my mom is a white British and my dad is black Jamaican. Um, so, we lived in an area at the time which wasn't particularly that diverse um, and, you know, so I remember my first day at school with the children, so I said, I look like the prune in the bowl of rice pudding, really, and that's kind of where it went from, from there, really. So, very quickly, I learned that I was kind of different to my peers. So, uh, yeah, I think for me, it was quite important that I had a handle on my identity, otherwise I think it could have caused all kinds of issues, but I suppose the older I've got, the less um, I wouldn't say not less important, but the less it's in the forefront of my mind I just basically go about my day-to-day business now uh, because I'm comfortable in my own skin so yeah, as it's, I it's, it's say, it's sort of the reverse for me it's, it's interesting that you say that
2: me, uh, as time went on, because I'm an albino Pakistani so it's quite different so um, obviously I'm Pakistani but uh, my skin shade etc is white um so it's quite like confusing for example for kids that you know like are in year 5 year 6 they're only like 8 9 years old it's quite confusing um but obviously i knew this from quite a young age um i was educated by the nhs i was educated by my parents so it didn't really make it a big deal for me but obviously it's hard you know uh when you're going to school and people think you're different and stuff but I didn't find it quite a big problem because I knew my identity from then, um, from when I was quite young. So I didn't really find it an impact, but it is hard, you know, when you get the odd, harsh comment here and there, but you gotta learn to pick yourself up from it. And I guess that's when I decided that identity was a big part of me. And um, that's when I decided to embrace it.
1: Wonderful. So, so do you feel that you, developed a confidence or a sense of self because of what well pretty much for what i say, in terms of what your parents have sort of promoted to you and you know celebrated within you did you feel like equipped you with the confidence to sort of deal with um you know sort of discrimination and challenges
2: 100 um i believe personally that if i wasn't given the confidence and if i wasn't given the um education behind my condition um i believe i wouldn't have been as confident as i am now myself Um, If I wasn't given that confidence, you know, I don't even think I would have made it to university, to be honest with you. I think I would have just been quite a laid back kid. Um, I think I would have laid back in, you know, secondary school, etc, but because I was given that confidence by my family, by the NHS, by my peers, by teachers, it does give you a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've done phenomenal there to, to get, What? what is it you're studying at university?
2: Uh, I'm studying uh, criminology with law, but then alongside that I'm also studying early childhood education.
1: Wow, so so does some of that, um, what you just said there in terms of your own experiences, does that sort of feature into, are, are you sort of raising questions at university about early childhood education and the identity formulating part of that?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, we do learn quite a lot, we learn about you know, how a child develops, um, safeguarding issues, but the safeguarding issues basically go from the age of naught to
1: 18. Um... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I find all that sort of fascinating, you know, and as the expression says, you know, it's easier to build a child than repair an adult, sort of, later on, really, which I suppose, in terms of fostering and sort of being around fostering, it's it's part of the foster carers role, along with the agency and the support, really, to be able to, you know, put that therapeutic parenting in, uh for young people and obviously help them build a you know a a more positive sense of self and sense of identity so what do you feel has helped you sort of overcome any issues that you might have faced yourself in terms of discrimination and you know prejudice for instance
2: i guess having a positive um mindset it's all about mindset i guess if you're trained as a child uh to have that mindset um that you know sometimes people are going to say stuff but if you're unique you unique you're unique you know there's only one of you um and I have faced discrimination but I don't it's not really been against other races it's been within my own race that's the thing um I remember once I was out with my mum um so obviously we're pakistani and i was with my mum um and we're at this place to eat um and there's someone who's made a comment in our in our language so our language is urdu so they've made a comment in our language saying that oh look she's bought a white girl out um so obviously me and my mum we just laughed it off because you know what else is they're supposed to do because i understand what they're saying so in a way They've not made a fool out of me, they've made a fool out of themselves because we're laughing about it. Yeah. So that's 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 our mindset. We just laugh it off because there's nothing else to do.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's a good response to I mean, do, do you feel that those sort of comments, do they affect you after you go away and think about it? Or is it something that you feel you've got, you've got to that point where you just brush it off?
2: I guess if I was a child who wasn't educated about my condition, um, and if I didn't have that confidence that was built up over time, I probably wouldn't have been able to hack it but because I have um, had that confidence over time um, and I've learned about it and I've experienced it and you know I've had left right centre like um, advice that you know you are who you are you can't change you at the end of the day Um, and me I make myself stand out Um, so yeah so it's at that point where I can just brush it off Definitely,
1: which means you know you've clearly been empowered and had that you know support around you to get to that place where you feel you can sort of respond to challenges and discrimination that way. I mean, it's interesting, you know. Again, like you, I think I've been blessed in that way. Uh, I've faced discrimination from both sides of my culture i suppose you know sort of obviously from being here in england but also when i was 10 we went to jamaica um, and i saw it from the other perspective really you know it's how people treated my mom uh, how they responded to us over in jamaica and the fact that you know it was inside sort of the product of a mixed relationship really which uh, really eye-opening you know but i think like you say it's about being empowered to you know sort of have a sense a positive sense of self and i think once you've got that as your foundation then you're able to pretty much i think deal with most sort of forms of discrimination that sort of comes at you i i would say you know i think the, the foundations is creating a positive sense of self and, and as my parents always said the best thing you can ever be is yourself you know and you know i wholeheartedly believe that and as you touched on yourself you know you said we're, we're all individual and Yeah, most definitely. It's about celebrating that individuality, I suppose.
2: What would you say are some of the stereotypes that surround you?
1: I think the stereotypes have changed um, over the course of my life. Uh, I'm a little bit older than you, Um, but certainly some of the things that I faced in my youth as a teenager, for instance, um, I played sports professionally, so I earned quite well. I drove a nice car um and that would sort of result very often in the police pulling me over um is this your car blah 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 um back then i'm not too sure they do it now they used to do what's called a producer so what that meant is you needed to turn up at a designated police station within i think it's five days and then you sit in the police station for about 45 minutes while they look at your mot your tax your insurance and your driving license so i don't think they do it like that now But for me, it got to the point where rather than the police pull me over and uh, me having to do this producer, I basically carried my documents with me. So, you know, just basically there's no need for the producer. Here are my documents, obviously, you know. So, So sort of gone from that. And I think now, obviously, I'm a bit older. I don't face the discrimination in that way. Sometimes I think I face positive discrimination in terms of, Um, diversity in that, oh, well, you're black, so you must know the answer to that. And, you know, you need to represent this and represent, well, I can only represent my own particular, you know, experience from perspective. I'm certainly not the voice for all black people. So, you know, um, and BME um, members of the community. So we set up a group in Five Rivers, uh, which is a BME sort of support group um, but I've always made it very clear it's not my group, and I'm not the expert on this. We're all experts on our ourselves really. So it's just about bringing together a collective knowledge and collective understanding, hopefully filtering that through the organization and and um, you know where we can learn as an organization together. So yeah, so I think it has changed over time in terms of in terms of discrimination, definitely. yeah, so so I mean, you know in, in, what would you say is great about your identity and what sort of makes you proud, if anything?
2: I guess the fact that when I was quite young, I didn't really embrace on anything. I wasn't, I wasn't interested in religion. I wasn't interested in um, my ethnicity or celebrating events such as Ramadan or Eid. You know, there used to always be that hype that oh yeah, Eid is coming, but it wasn't with the true intentions of Eid. Um, but I, I guess as time came along and I, I learned about religion. Um, I learned about faith and you know what it is like Um, and obviously I went to Pakistan so I faced culture Um, so I guess from there it kind of built up on what I had in mind of what I want to be like when I'm older Um, you know and then as years have gone on so like now for example what I want to achieve in the future. Um, So, obviously, I've always said to myself that I I will always want to have something to do with fostering because that's what um, had a huge impact on my life. Um, I don't think I could have had the confidence to even be on this meeting if it wasn't for fostering um, because it did build up a lot of confidence, you know, um, the social workers are quite um, supportive um my mum was quite supportive as well when it came to fostering um she reassured us all that you know it's going to be a really good experience and she lived up to that
1: yeah fantastic so do you think five rivers will give you an opportunity to celebrate yourself your identity your diversity within the organization
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes they have a hundred percent um I know that every year um, my mum gets emails, you know, for example, like making Eid cards, um, you know, like the, the children that are in my care, um, making Eid cards and, you know, there'll be a winner, top three winners or something like that. Um, they do the same for Christmas. They, they do it for all these occasions. Um, and it's quite good. It, it, it makes you realise how diverse Fly Rivers are.
1: So, I mean, what we're hoping to achieve at, at Five Rivers and, and certainly out of the BME group is to do a celebration event, which will sort of look at different cultures. Uh, it will incorporate art, it will incorporate sort of poetry, uh, food, obviously <laughs> food, music, that sort of thing. So that's something that, you know, behind the scenes we're trying to work on. And, and again, it's about sort of raising that awareness of what I call the pots of soup that we are in Five Rivers. You know, we're all sort of different cultures, different ingredients, and we're all Sort of come together with our own unique flavour, and we bring that to the pot of soup. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a question I'd ask you then Alia, How has fostering, or you know, seeing the support that you know you folks are getting from Five Rivers, how has that moulded your thinking in terms of you know your place in the fostering home and your sense of sort of identity within that?
2: Uh, we've been in activities um, as birth children. Um, and we talked about how, um, we, there was quite a few of us and we were talking about, and it, it was different age groups as well. There was, um, so it ranged from around eight years old, I believe, to about 25, 26 years old. Um, and you know, there were people from different cultures as well, um, from all around the UK, um, and we all spoke about our fostering experiences, uh, what it was like, what we enjoyed, um, what improvements we would make, um, both in our homes and um, as both in our homes and for social workers as well. The common themes were that you know people all found it as a positive um, experience overall. Um, you know, some people did have a negative experience here and there, but. Um, because of the support of social workers um, and the families coming together, it ended up being a positive experience overall. Um, you know, you are going to have your negative, you you are going to have your negative experiences here and there, but it's all about you know building it up as a family yeah. um, and as an organisation and getting it all back together.
1: Yeah, it's what you take from a, an experience, isn't it? You learn and grow and reflect on it. I suppose you know. So yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. You know, I think it's great that five of us put that together, you know, to support, you know, the diverse range of, of you know, families that we have looking after our, our children.
2: Um, but they don't obviously just, you know, go for an activity. They also talk about their experiences and how they find in fostering and any improvements. So it's basically their space to talk. And I think that is quite good. It is really good.
1: Completely agree, you know, and within that, that in itself also can produce an identity, um, and I think, you know, it's a balance between producing an identity and a label, you know, I think that, that that's, and I think that's where sort of the organization have got that right, you know, that sense of community, you know, that sense of getting together and exchanging ideas, experiences, and, you know, sort of that collective kind of um way of being, really, you know, bringing people together, I think, you know, it's massively important. I completely agree, you know, and, and to do that for obviously bird children as well, uh, you know, I think that's equally as important. Well,
0: wow, that was really amazing listening to the two of you bring in your own experiences. I actually didn't realize that Wayne was, um, uh, a birth child of a fostering family in the past. So that was really interesting. And Alia, as as ever, really interesting to have your perspective brought along. Alia's has done some amazing work with us over the years and it's great to have her remaining with us. Um, so thanks very much. It was lovely hearing from you and um, I'm sure we will all meet at some point, probably now over the summer. Yeah,
1: great to meet you today, Alia. It's been really sort of enlightening and yeah, it's been a pleasure to meet you.
0: It's been a pleasure to meet you also. Thank you. All right. So you've been listening to the Five Rivers Child Care Family podcast series, Care to Listen. For any more information, please contact us on participation at five-rivers.org. Thanks for listening. Original soundtrack, proud to be me, Written, produced and recorded by the Five Rivers Young Creators.